Hola, hola. Welcome, everybody, to season three of the Chicago Techies podcast, a podcast focused on highlighting the voices of Chicago Techies and their experiences. This season, we will be hearing from seasoned entrepreneurs to rising stars making their mark. We'll dive into their triumphs, their challenges, and all the unique experiences that have shaped their journeys. I'm your host, Ceci Fisher Benitez. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully this works. It works. It's I hope working. It works. I think it's working. I see the thing moving. So if the thing is moving, it means that it's, it's working. <laughs> uh, so this is a really uh, special episode because we're recording live at the Get Cities Exploration Day with my friends from Think Chicago by World Business Chicago. Whoop, so whoop. thank you for offering this fantastic space uh, for us to engage in meaningful conversations. So uh, we're honored to have uh, this unique opportunity to share insights, ideas, and you know, inspiration with you all, hopefully. Um, and yeah, right from the heart of this exciting event. This is the second annual Get Cities Exploration Day, so happy to be here. Um, and also, it's also through collaborations like this that we can all collectively like work towards a brighter, more inclusive future in tech, right? So yeah. today, I am joined by Beatrice Kaufman, Think Chicago Program Manager. Thank you for being here, Beatrice. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I always get a little nervous when there's a microphone in front of me. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I still do. I mean, I, it, I always joke around that I actually hate my voice. But I started this podcast during the pandemic, and I realized that I'm a, a big extrovert that needs people and that needs yep. energy. I feed off of that ener people's energy, so oh, yeah. I realized that I needed to do something to kind of hype, hype myself up. Um, so yeah, we're, we're here together. We may mess up, you know, we can edit this later. It's fine. Um, so just, just roll with it. I'm I, and also, you might hear some reactions from the audience because we have an audience. Which is awesome. <laughs> Okay, so you see them. Awesome. All right. Um, or you, not see, you don't see them. You hear them. We're not that fancy with video yet. You and but I we are excited them. with the audio. <laughs> you eventually, one day. Um, all right. So let's get started. Let's well, get we, started. Well, let's we, jump right in. Yeah. Let's learn a little bit about you and and thank Chicago because I think a lot of people might know not know what Think Chicago yeah. is. So what is it? And um, about your role, like as a program sure. manager and what it all entails. Cool. So to... Quick intro, um, I'm Beatrice Kaufman, I go by B, or Beatrice, I was originally born in Brazil, moved to Chicago right after graduation, um, I think Chicago was like my second job ever, and I came in as as associate um, and joined World Business Chicago. So for context, if you don't know our program, Think Chicago is a talent attraction and retention strategy program that lives under the World Business Chicago umbrella. Um, so if you think of, you know, WBC, World Business Chicago, mm -hmm. that's our economic development nonprofit for the city. We're affiliated with the mayor's office. The mayor sits at the head of our board. We are a public-private institution, so a nonprofit, non institution. Um, and we have a, a board of private members, but then we also have, you know, some public support. Um, everything our organization does is to kind of, like, really think about Chicago as a whole and how do we spread wealth across 77 neighborhoods and prosperity. Um, and that's how, how Think Chicago came to be. We're yeah. a program to think about how do students get connected in the city? How do we attract more students and how do we make their experience better? That's great. I love that they're also kind of like in almost every space, but especially in this path in tech. Like I, I see World Business Chicago kind of everywhere um, and obviously economic forums and all, but 
I, I love that this there's this tech push, you know, this like bullishness for Chicago. So oh, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm just curious if you knew, you always knew you wanted to kind of explore tech. tech or be in tech and, and learn more about it. So I for sure did not know my path was wildly you know, unconventional and winding at best. Um, I graduated from Boston College in the East Coast in 2021 with a degree in communications. I graduated and I was incredibly lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't know where life would take me. I honestly applied everywhere to everything. It was like a desperation mode, you know, like you hit the panic button and just like try everything. Um, I eventually did land a recruiting job. So I was working as a recruiter for like a company that only does search. And in my time doing that, I loved talking to people. I loved figuring out their journeys. I felt a bit disconnected not having the full journey in mind. There was no way to develop the candidates that I was putting forth. There was no way to help them in their journey. And having just gone through that and, you know, suffered through it, I was like, I need to do something that has that um and i reached out to someone on linkedin like cold you know hey i'm beatrice like nah, nah. and it was alexandra she currently works at world business chicago as well and she was like hey the role for think chicago is open you should really think about it and when i saw the role it just like spoke so much and so highly to you know the journey that i had just gone on that i was like this is this is it like this is my role so no, I did not account for being in tech. Um, super happy I'm here, though. I feel like I've learned a lot. I feel yeah. enriched by everything I've seen and learned. So well, I can speak for everybody here. We're happy to have you. Thank um, you. I, um, I I was laughing because I feel like I had a similar journey. You know, like I actually started my career in education. I, I worked at a high school for five years before I transitioned to tech, and it was when it was time to transition to tech. Just like you, I was applying to literally everything. Everything. I. Because I, I, I thought for me as an ed- educator, I guess, you know, a project person, I was like, well, the easiest way for me to break into tech will likely be through customer service. You know, I think I can do a lot through there. Like I serve families and students, so why not? Um, so I literally applied to every single customer service job in the city within tech because I was so curious about tech. Because I, when I was at the school, I was mentoring a group of girls, and then I got an invite to bring them to um, Chick Tech Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I think I fell in love with it more than they did. And I was more excited about like learning how to code, like build your website and all that. And I just knew that there was an opportunity here. And and even even in the community space, like programming, uh, program management. Yeah. That. So it, I, I love that similar path. That yes. You, I had no idea either. There's, I didn't know. I was a late bloomer in tech. So No, there's so um, much there. Yeah. But um, so, yeah. So it, I guess in that line, Think Chicago is, you know, is known for like connecting students and young professionals with those career opportunities in Chicago. What are some of those? Let's start with challenges that like, <laughs> you've observed, you know, these yeah. students and, like, the, as they navigate through their first role in tech. Like, what, are, what are you seeing? I mean, just between our experiences, I think landing the first role has been a challenge for the last however many years. But I think especially right now, we are seeing a lot of students struggling. Um, and truthfully, it's, it's a bit of a hard market. Like, it's not the best moment tech or innovation has seen um, in in the context of all the layoffs. I think students are feeling really scared about landing their role and I think they're feeling a bit lost 
really overwhelmed by the process. And I can say, like, honestly, in my view, there's also an overarching, like, sensation that I think students are feeling is that they feel that they're in this kind of like a treadmill and you have to stand out from the crowd and you always have to be the person who's like doing the most, right? You have to be the student who has a nonprofit, a podcast and is doing great in school and you have the grades and the level of achievement that we are seeing is getting, it's getting a little crazy. It's getting spicy. It's getting, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I think, it's awesome that we're seeing students accomplish so much. And I think it's awesome to see Gen Z be, you know, ambitious and brave and really loud. Um, but I also wonder, you know, the, the loss, you know, there's a little bit of a loss of like youth and inexperience. And sometimes, you know, when I hear parents or, or grandparents talk about the first role they landed right out of college and they got to work for like the New York Times and you know by 26 they could afford to buy a house I mean that's just not really the reality we're living in and I think students they're keyed into that reality right like they operate under that pretense and and I think they're having to make decisions for their lives that are very mature mm. and very early on yeah I can agree with that. I feel like, so fun fact, side note, plug, my, season two, <laughs> season two of my podcast was all students. I interviewed all students. It was thir- 12 of them, 13 of them, yeah. because I wanted to really dive into like that experience of like that gap of when they are in their senior year and yeah. when they land their first role and what are all those challenges. So I did learn a lot of stuff about what those challenges are and, and, and not everybody's in the same starting line. No. Some of them are like really well off, went to a lot of great uh, schools and um, have the opportunity to have a fellowship or an internship and then land a role within that. And then there's like a low income kid that grew up in the south side of Chicago that went to like a community college and has no, no idea that they had to do an internship. Yeah. Like has no idea because now when you're trying to break into tech in your first role, they're asking you for like two years of experience in an internship. They're asking for all of the, all of that stuff that is really hard, and not everybody's in the same starting lane. And it's coded. It really it's, this yep. is coded information. Exactly. Like if you don't have this information early on, breaking yeah. into it, understanding it, educating yourself, man, it's a huge barrier. It's a huge barrier that we are not necessarily facilitating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am glad though for a lot of programs like like uh, Breakthrough Tech Chicago at UIC yes. and a bunch of other more organizations are putting together pipelines for like those with those resources and I and I feel like I wish I would have had that when I was also like transitioning back from like 2011 you know dating myself yeah but like <laughs> but Same here yeah like it, it's 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 challenging for students to kind of get to that first step without support because not everybody's on the same starting lane. Um, but let's stop getting depressed and let's talk about <laughs> let's 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 start with some of the su- success stories. Let's let's talk about some yes. of those g- good moments that you've noticed. All these kids, because yes. to your point, that some are like really just awesome. Because I've seen that. I've seen that there are like kids that are starting their own companies freshman year in their like basements or like in, I mean that has been a trend. But now more than anything, like all these kids are like not kids, okay, they're youth. But all these young young adults young are like adults, starting yeah. amazing freaking companies and pitching to investors already. Like 
there are so many like startup competitions now in like all the universities yeah. in Chicago, which I'm a huge fan of because we're gonna talk about VC in a minute because we both <laughs> did a fellowship. Anyway, <laughs> let's not get sidetracked, Tessie. Let's come back. Okay, so success stories, memorable moments. Memorable moments and success stories. And this pairs really well with some of the challenges that they're seeing because I think they're so connected. Within Think Chicago, we do a lot of work behind the scenes to kind of think about, you know, how equitable is our program? How do we focus and be intentional about our work so that we're really, you know, kind of meeting students where they are? And I know Trent talked about this in his session, but I think our ambassador program is one of like the most resounding like all around successes stories like many stories that we have seen um i i my personal success story was um i think a week ago two weeks ago we hosted our second cohort ambassador retreat so we Locked them in a room on a Saturday. It was really gentle. It wasn't aggressive at all, but we like had free lunch and we had a bunch of like activities and we had a full day plan to kind of bring them into the program. And that day for me was just like a success from, you know, the day that the second it started from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, and part of that because I remember Trent and I sitting in a room talking about what this ambassador program was going to look like. I remember like, submitting the proposal, putting it together, getting it running. And our first ambassador start like kickoff was literally just 10 ambassadors around a table in a restaurant. It was, you know, homemade camp, like very different than what we held this Saturday. This Saturday we had students prepared. We had speakers. We had just a different level of operation. And a lot of these students were referred by their friends. So it was really like, a moment of it wasn't a single student achieving success, but it was almost like seeing the flywheel, you know, seeing the flywheel of the work that we've done, the success that the students have had. We had a student come up to us during that day and said, hey, I, I just got an interview at Cisco because of the Think Chicago program that I participated on during the summer. And I just I decided to apply for the ambassador program because I thought that was awesome. And, you know, Trent and I and Lynn, we all looked at each other. and We're like, that's really awesome. Like, <laughs> I, I think that that's you know, the success is like, it's there. It's yeah. it's seen and it's felt. It's just, it's so widespread. I do love when like your friends tell you about something cool that they did. And then it, that becomes, that's word of mouth. And that's like giving validity to your so program. Much. And so I, much. I love that. I think it's, and that's the best kind of people that you want because you're, you know, someone is talking about yeah. it and someone's telling someone else. I, they're I love true that. champions. Like they're our ambassadors, but they honestly champion our program more than anyone else I mean, they talk about it all the time they wear it awesome. you know as a badge of honor and and that makes me feel like oh my gosh like it's happening you know yeah. like that's the work we do that's awesome. um so that's been really great well are there any other upcoming initiatives or projects that the chicago is working yes. on that you're excited about so many um we have a string of career fairs happening next week oh. um we have a startup career fair on at 1871 on tuesday um that is in partnership with chicago startup week mm -hmm. which is a fully student-run week of entrepreneurship in the city um we also have a university of illinois and then we have our own program think chicago launchpad um happening at the end of october october 27th which is for community college students all over the city as well as some of our counties um we are 
sold out, unfortunately, mm -hmm. for students. But if you are a professional who would like to volunteer, if you are a company who would like to show up um, and help us, um, we, we, we're still taking volunteers. We'd awesome. love to have you. Yeah, I mean, I'll look into it if, I'm, if, I, don't, if I have a nanny, <laughs> I can do it. Uh, but I, I love that you talked about entrepreneurship because I think this is a perfect way into my favorite topic of all time, entrepreneurship, in venture capital. Um, I know I learned a few things about you because we're friends, of course. I have some friends. We keep in touch. We keep in touch. Uh, and I know that you are going through the Chicago Blend Fellowship I program that I, I also did last year. Um, it, but I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna let you talk about it. Like, I'm following in your footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so. Tell us about that. Tell us about Chicago Blend and what it is. Yeah, Chicago Blend is awesome. It's a four-month fellowship program, um, kind of started in the city. And the goal of the program is to help people from non-traditional backgrounds to break into, into venture capital and, and give them a better understanding of what venture capital entails and, and you know what the ecosystem is like, what the world is like. You explained it better than I ever had. Thank um, you. <laughs> and, it's, and it's great because it's a lot of hands-on experience. You actually get to talk to a lot of founders. You get to source your own founders um, and kind of hear their pitch, help them with their pitches, because at the end of it, you get to pitch one of them to yeah. a pool of investors so they can potentially like fund them. Um, but I'm excited that you're going through it. I mean, it's like right now. You're going through it right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm in the um, thick of it. <laughs> yeah, but so far, like, what have you learned about that this Chicago, like, founders and investors community that yeah. might have surprised you? It is hard to pinpoint just one thing because I feel like my world has just exponentially grown um, over the last, like, month, month and a half that I've been a fellow. Um, and I think it's been really cool in some ways to kind of see all the intersections of like the various things that I've just been doing coming together. So seeing the crossover between, you know, entrepreneurs and students and seeing how those worlds interact with each other. Um, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, but I think I, for the, you know, venture ecosystem and for that world, I think something that's really kind of caught me off guard and like surprised me is just the amount of work that founders have been doing to raise inside and outside of Chicago. You know, I think maybe it was just part of my like naive, you know, brand new into this world nature, but I was really shocked to see like just them like they're moving mountains to raise capital for their for their startups, and and I've just I was really shocked by it. I'm, I'm honestly like floored by the effort that they've done and and honestly, by the courage that they have in like venturing out on their own. I'm just really amazed by it. It is really tough to fundraise, especially if you're a person of color or a woman. Um, yeah, but let's talk about starting lines again. Seriously. But um, I, I also think to, there's it's a, a really interesting time right now because we are dealing with a lot of tech layoffs. Yeah, and we're dealing with like the fall of like Silicon Valley Bank and the bank that was like funding, you know, hundreds of startups in the Valley. But so there is, it's definitely like a part of me, like I'm also sort of like a newbie to venture capital in the last two years, but, and I still don't quite understand what really happened there and like why, like we're in this position now. Um, yeah. But it, it's really, I think maybe I should have someone else in the podcast to come tell me all about <laughs> that because I don't really know anything about like what's going on with venture capital really. Like, are we in a good place? Like, is there is supposed to be a lot yeah. of money, like especially in Chicago right now, 
there is like a huge movement of like yeah. funding coming this way and we're building things and we're creating things and we're doing there's more VCs now like more women VCs than anywhere in the in anywhere in the other city yeah. um, and I, I love that I love that there's all these like fundraising all these um, GPs raising so much capital but then it does make me kind of wonder like so what is it why is it so hard for founders to yeah get access you know I think there's so much to the question and also yeah. just so much to the nuance of the environment and you should totally have someone talk about this because <laughs> i'm not the pro here but i think from what i've seen and what i've learned um we're just going through we're going through a venture capital like hard moment right? yeah. like cash is not flowing people are really yeah. scared we're entering into a recession investors are tied up mm -hmm. i think there's also like some level of you know risk management in the city. People are just really scared of pouring yeah. money into. There's a nuance for sure in, in the moment that we're living. Mm -hmm. And even though we have cash, like we have flow coming in, if you look at the, the deals and the breakdown, there's a lot trapped in PE. Um, we forget that private equity private is also equity, a big yeah. Chicago moment. Sure. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to like, especially if you're entering into it, it's really hard to pinpoint like, where's this yeah. coming from exactly? And I mean, I think another area that maybe is still developing is also that education and resources about what exactly it means to be BC backable. For sure. Um, I think I, so I, so in my day job, you know, I work with Latinas in Tech uh, and I'm a senior program manager there. And we have, uh, we developed an entrepreneurship program earlier this year where uh, we invited Latina founders to come and like, get started with us because we did a, a very beginner one um, from ideation to proof of concept kind of program mm -hmm. and we had 136 applications oh my gosh and we were only able to accept 27 of them um, so it was it was myself and my team uh, yeah. looking through all those applications and I was had just finished the VC fellowship so I was very critical of all these like startups kind of like applying right because, yeah. and, and then I started noticing oh wait like this is the first time latinas founders these latina founders are starting yeah. to even think about building a business so yeah they really don't know what it takes to create a, a startup that has potential to become bc backable because you're probably yeah. just creating a small business what your idea is right now is just a small business and it's never going to get traction because you are only focused in one demographic you're not you're not going to scale like you don't want to scale so yeah. that's a small business so i think a lot of a lot of that it also in, involves like we don't really have the proper education to understand if my startup or business could has potential to become easy backable and yeah. um that's what some organizations are, are popping in chicago yeah. too like you know to kind of provide those resources too like I mean, there's a lot of student organizations that are doing this kind of work, like Plenty. the Polsky Center, like mm -hmm. IIT has a program too, Kaplan. Kaplan. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of, there's, I think there's now a bigger push on kind of setting that structure or setting, setting that like yeah. development structure for how to create. There is. And I mean, so much of this industry has been gate, gate kept for so yeah. long and it's so small innovation really is kind of a bubble and it's interesting how we're looking at ways of breaking through that bubble and how we're like empowering folks to kind of understand but yeah that makes total that makes yeah. total sense i think in my time like in brazil i had no idea that like becoming a founder or becoming an investor was like a career choice i had yeah. right like yeah. that was not that was not accessible 
Um, so yeah, we really do rely a lot on these programs that can carry the education and, and can expand it a little bit more. Yeah. And actually, I will have a lot of other guests in this season to talk about entrepreneurship and talk about venture capital because amazing. I'm a big fan now, too, and I'm trying to kind of like also kind of break into it eventually. That's kind of a career path for me that I want. So um, I'm, I'm really excited for it to have all these like hard discussions about it, right? Yeah. Um, but let's let's switch gears a little bit to this um, community mem- that you're a part of. Um, yeah. I know that you are an active member of Gen Z VC. Yes, I am. Um, this local chapter of Chicago. I, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about the community and what it is and, and what you all do? I can. Um, so Gen Z VC started with Megan Lois. She created a Slack channel of Gen Z founders and investors, and it, it really kind of blew up. I think it was over. It's over 25,000, I think. Um, It's massive. It's really, it's kind of blown up and it's really kind of become this like hub for for young people wanting to to tap into the innovation um, ecosystem to learn from each other, more of like that peer-to-peer, you know, networking, mentoring, and just resource engagement. Um, Chicago, we got super fortunate that uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot I guess ex-mayor Lori Lightfoot, um, met Megan in, in a New York trip and, and looked at her and said, hey, Megan, if you ever want to make this a reality, like Chicago welcomes you, we, we make it happen. Um, and that's really how like the Gen Z VC Summit ended up in Chicago and started here it's because we have a really supportive ecosystem. We have a really supportive organization. And, you know, World Business Chicago helped Megan put on the first Gen Z VC Summit here in mm. Chicago, uh, which is awesome. At the time, I was the only Gen Zer in the organization, so I was really fortunate to just have this land on my lap, and and kind of that's how that's how we got involved. That's how it started. I did see it. I think I was finishing up my my fellowship when I saw it happen. I'm like, yeah. oh, but I'm a millennial. I don't think I'll be welcome here. <laughs> that's a popular myth that I'm working to dispel. I feel like, you know, Gen Z does. It, yes, we benefit from like a community okay. space, but I feel like if we gate that community space you lose a chance on gaining from like cross-generational knowledge sharing. You lose a chance in like exchanging a little bit of like findings between more senior um, folks. And and then also just like the younger people who are trying to break in. So I'm working, I'm working on that. Our branding is changing. I was very curious about it and, and, and wanted to hear some of those speakers because honestly, like all these Gen Z's, man, they're, they're awesome. They're, they're powerful. Like, they're changing the world. Like they, they're young. They're all. They all want to be investors at twenty-two, and that's amazing. I, when I was twenty-two, I was trying to figure out how to cook. You know, like I didn't know how to do a lot of yeah. things. Like, I, but this is great that that uh, we're in this in it's this like, evolution of like technology, of resources, of 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 not no longer gatekeeping things. So, and it'll be interesting to see how this evolves, right? Because like most most of our community is still so young that they have so much like leeway to yeah. transform it as they they grow their careers grow they change they decide to join not join anyways yeah a lot love there. That. i love that because all this whole push in this community you know it's it's about becoming more engaged and becoming more like influential of your like brands and things so i'm curious like what advice do you have for people that are trying to kind of break into whether it's VC, whether it's tech, like what are, what resources do you command? Like what, what advice do you have for it in general? Mm. 
It's a good question because I feel like I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm in, in the ecosystem very frequently and it's hard to find advice that like you're not sick of. <laughs> I honestly, my best advice or at least what's worked for me the most has just been showing up, um, getting connected to, you know, what the events are happening. It's super uncomfortable. Um, the events are not pleasant in the beginning it's awkward you're standing around a room of people you don't know what to say it's hard to make conversation but because chicago has this like weird effect of like being a big small city Mm -hmm. eventually you're gonna go to an event where you know a lot of people or you have at least seen those people like a hundred times before um and it makes room for relationships and it makes room for conversations and that's Mm -hmm. how you know, moving to Chicago alone, like that's how I met a lot of my friends was actually through tech events, which is sort of We've like lame. Yeah, kind of lame and like <laughs> weird, but like it happened and, and that's how I formed a little bit of my network in the city. Um, so I think really showing up is, is putting yourself in that like discomfort zone is mm-hmm. the most practical advice. Um, it's not always the easiest one to follow. Yeah. Uh, maybe sometimes it's about, you know, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so I hate showing up to spaces where I'm not fully, like, knowledgeable and, like, ready. Yeah. You know, that discomfort of, like, I'm not there um, is really hard for me to move through. So maybe showing up for you means, you know, engaging in podcasts or, like, following the right newsletters or, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's engagement. So, I don't know. Yeah. You can flex that advice how you need. Faking it till you make it, too. It's a thing sometimes. Um, I think that that worked for me. We had a lot of that in the first podcast of, like, the the fake it till you make it. Do you fake it? Do you not fake it? Do you show up authentically? How do you? Yeah. We we talked a lot about that in the first session. It's an interesting concept, but I, I feel like... I, I'm kind of starting to shy away from saying faking it till you make it because you are making it. Like, you are making it. You are it. showing up. That's what Dina said. Dina's had a lot to say on this. Yeah. Yeah. Great minds. Uh, but I think uh, you are showing to these spaces. You're making yourself. You are like owning your shit. You're owning yourself. Yeah. Identity and you're going you are. to this place. Even though you are terrified and scared shitless sorry sorry my focus um, you know, <laughs> so you're scared of all these things and um but you still show up and that's you like yeah, yeah people may say like yeah or you might joke around like yeah fake it till you make it but you're showing up like you're doing it you're yeah. owning yourself stuff yeah and like, it's showing up i mean i think i had this idea of like showing up being like in the room you're shaking hands yeah. you're grabbing cards you're like that person you know, a little bit of that like sex in the city, like you're engaging <laughs> with like intellectual people. And I think it was just a little bit of a reawakening for me to know that like maybe showing up today was like showing up, saying hi to one person and then going home to, to my comfort zone. Yeah. And I think it, it, we can accept versions of like showing up as different. And I think that that's kind of the trap that gets people who are trying to break in is, is wanting to break in all that's at true. once yeah. and breaking in happens gradually and it, it happens slowly and it, you know, I feel like I've been in the ecosystem actively for at least like six months and I still don't feel like I've like broken it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And I think a lot of it too is, are we creating safe spaces of belonging too? You know, like, obviously in cities, I know I'm I'm going there. But there are there are some organizations that don't really do that that they don't create no. spaces of, that where everybody's welcome like uh, like yeah. we, we talked a lot about gatekeeping but but you know get as it is is like the space is really welcoming we are like they welcome everybody to join the conversation to learn about what they want to do to anyway 
Um, but it, on that note, like I'm curious if there's a particular person that maybe influenced you to kind of like show up more as, as your authentic self and continue to come to these spaces and um, and kind of see yourself kind of evolving because of this person, you know? Like, yeah, um, I think there's multiple people who have encouraged that for me. Um, one of them is sitting in the audience, Trenton Dunn right there, who's um. just podcasting before me. Um, I think Trent, when I joined Think Chicago, he was an amazing manager for multiple reasons, but mainly because he really, and he talked about this in his podcast. I know we're going to have a moment and we're going to cry, but um, he really did. He was someone who really displayed like incredible authenticity in his role. Um, and I think we've been able to have a lot of like, honest conversations about, you know, where our program is at, where some of the relationships that we've built are at, like, how do we improve those? How do we grow in them? Um, we've been very authentic about burnout in our role. We've yeah. been very authentic with each other about like, I'm tired of this. I'm, I can't do this today. Or like giving space for like the frustrations that are needed. So I think he's definitely someone who's um, exemplified that for me, yeah. um, which has encouraged me to be that for other people as well. Um, and then I, we also work with Abin, who is incredibly vocal in this so community. Great. He is a borderline influencer. I don't like, think he anyone is know, doesn't know who he is. Like, everybody knows who he is. Like, there's not one person who doesn't know who he is. If you don't, you don't need to type his name on LinkedIn. You will very quickly understand what He's I'm saying. He's the definition of Chicago. He is the sure. Chicago man, um, which has been awesome because I think he's someone who has really also encouraged me to be more vocal on social media, which, like, was not a point of comfort for me. I was not comfortable with LinkedIn when I first joined. I was just not, you know, I didn't want my voice out that way. I mean, hello. hello yeah. <laughs> um, vibe shift. <laughs> but I think seeing the power and the leverage that that has given him and access into other worlds and like how much that has changed the work we do as community managers, program managers in the community, um, having a brand out there really changes a lot for our programs. Uh, not just in terms of attendance, but just it's a lot of the success of Think Chicago is also attributed to the voice of Think Chicago on digital um, because it, it allows us to connect with different sponsors. It allows us to connect with different companies. It amplifies the work that we're doing. So I think seeing him do that for himself and, and see that reflected on our, our programs has really kind of encouraged me to do the same. Yeah. So, you know, I've really had like, I, I do consider myself very fortunate and I am very grateful that I've had the two like very honest examples of like how can we project and how can we keep that projection real and authentic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really do owe so much to them. I like that. No, I mean, I feel like being in this industry, you really do have to kind of learn how to brand yourself. Yeah. Um, especially if you want to stay, like, if you want to be out and doing exciting stuff and connecting with people and getting invitations to things, like, there is a little, like, component to kind of, like, learning how to brand yourself better. And yeah. I think I learned that over the years, too. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of community work, like, especially with Athena in Tech, yeah. you know, with Get Cities, with, like, now my podcast, like, doing, a, I just, I really love community, I love doing mm -hmm. that building, um, and I think that's why, like, I have a lot of access and to, like, a lot of different things, and 
um, learning how to brand yourself on LinkedIn, even though it's cringe sometimes. It is but cringe like, sometimes. Yeah, that is a like, part of the reality. Yeah, but you have so, but there are so many people out there that love hyping people up. There is and opening those doors and opening those windows, and I think that's a very, very important and real thing that we need to all learn how to master. I will say that for all the cringe and shame that I have felt in any LinkedIn post. Nobody's ever called me out on it. Like everyone's super supportive. <laughs> yeah. like, nobody's been like, Beatrice, that's embarrassing. Stop saying that. Yeah. Um, so you know. I think that's I positive. Mean, I think also like Chicago man. Like it's we are all about people and we're all about collaboration. We're all about like rising up. We're all about mm-hmm. doing all these things. And I think you know, people in Chicago are just really supportive of each other. And I think that's why we don't really see a lot of like drama on the news or or, or things like that. So, um, okay. So let's, we're going to start to wind down here. Um, Mm -hmm. I am, you know, big question to end kind of like, where do you see, or what do you see for the future of Chicago's like business and tech landscape and, like, where do you see us going? Like, what do you, what do you oh think? My. Oh my, oh <laughs> my. Um, to see the, to be the sole responder of this question. That's really It's tough. just your opinion. That's um, it. <laughs> I think, well, first of all, I'm really excited about Chicago Tech and I am really excited to where we're going because I think we've been able to grow a lot in the last couple of years, but grow in a way that I'm sort of proud of, right? Like yeah. Chicago is a leader for diversity in tech. We're really making a difference in the venture ecosystem mm-hmm. and we're kind of building a really resilient economy on, on both of those ends we're, we're building a resilient market on both of those ends so i'm really excited to see that scale even more yeah. um and i'm really excited for the day that people on the coast catch up to what is happening in the middle right like i'm really looking forward to the day that like the communication around chicago reflects what's happening on the ground and i know we hear this a lot and we talk about this a lot but i think um i'm excited for the day that chicago is going to converge right a little bit of of all the exciting things that are going on so we're going to converge our culture we're going to converge our venture and innovation ecosystem we're going to converge our like corporate presence and like how companies grow here mm-hmm. um i think for the future of our landscape i can definitely hope and expect to see a lot more diversity but a lot more um i think chicago what chicago does really really well is just like rooting us a little bit in like humanity and like you know mm-hmm. the midwest humble and like yeah. nice and i think yes that's like something we say around you know we, we say it but um i think there's actually like some some profound truth to it in the sense that like i do think that chicago is a city that like we don't necessarily talk a big game but there are big games happening here like, oh, there's yeah. a lot of amazing things happening here um and i'm really excited to see how that evolves because i think there's a level of like truth in in the work that we do and authenticity that is a little bit inflated in the coast today like you know and and i'm excited to see the future of that and how that plays out into our ecosystem that plays out into the diversity in our ecosystem and that plays out into the innovative companies that are are being started here 
Yeah, and I mean, the, even the education system, like the, oh, yeah. all of the schools that are doing all this amazing stuff to kind of like propel people to one hundred percent tech. Well, the the programs that we run, I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it: we're the best. Like, <laughs> we're better than Silicon Valley. I don't know why people think Silicon Valley is still the place to be. I've met so many people that are that moved from like San Francisco yeah. to Cal to from California to Chicago, yeah. um, to you know to build their startups or to you know join a, a team that looks like them. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of, one of the things that, yeah, we still have a lot of work to do, but I think there's a lot of more companies in Chicago that actually have people that look like the city of Chicago. Um, and you don't see that often, you know, like, yeah, maybe not a lot of them, but there's quite a few. Right. And, um, Even if it's not perfect, it's still exactly. progress when we compare ourselves to our peers. And we own um, it and we talk about it. That is true. We do talk about it and mm -hmm. we do own it. And I think we are, I mean, even programs like Chicago Blend, I mean, mm -hmm. the amazing work that they're doing for it, yeah. like diversifying workforces is, well, them for venture capital, but then there are other programs for diversifying workforces like ours that um, yeah. really make a difference, I hope. Yeah, well, this was really fun. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you Appreciate for indulging it. me. <laughs> I do want to ask the last question about audience stuff because oh, I yeah, want to know how to, first, how can the audience and people listening connect with you? Okay. Like, are you to me? on all the medias? I okay. am. I am on all the medias. <laughs> very active on LinkedIn. I guess over email as well, but I'm going to be honest, my email inbox, like my inbox right now is just chaos. Um, so I guess LinkedIn is like my primary yeah. point, but yeah, you can connect with me and we can chat after. And I will put that all on the show notes um, after this so you sure. can all go over those links. Thanks. And now I'm going to do something that I haven't done before. Let's open it up to the audience just in case anyone has questions for myself or for Beatriz. No pressure. No pressure here. though because I didn't give anyone, a, a, you know, we didn't know this was going to happen. So um, <laughs> thanks for being here though. Appreciate you all listening in. Oh, you, we have a question. Awesome. So it's more like, I guess, personal because like, you went to Boston College, right? Mm -hmm. So it's Boston, Massachusetts. So I am a senior and I been interning with Optum and they have a chamber office which I really wanted to stay in yeah. Chicago yeah. because I grew up here. Um, but I got a job offer from them in Boston. Yes. So it's like I mean I know you moved from Brazil to Boston, so that's yes. like a huge I mean it's a big gap. It's scary, right? It's, it's like, terrifying, yes. I can't, even, I can't even like assume what's gonna happen because it's just like it's yeah. like a black picture and I have no idea what's gonna happen. So yeah. um What's the difference between Chicago and Boston? Like, if you yes. move to Chicago, you know, like that's a red flag for me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how, um, how you compare the cities. It's it's tough. Um, first of all, congratulations! Big round of applause to you. That's awesome. Um, you have an offer, right? Like, I don't know what your goals at that point were, but you have an offer. Your first job is the most temporary job you'll ever have because there is so much learning that you're going to do about yourself in your first role that it just really changes paths for a lot of people. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, how do I compare the cities? So I'll emphasize that during my time in Boston, I was not super plugged in with their tech ecosystem. I was not plugged in in their like venture happenings, even though there is a lot happening. Um, so my experience of both cities are incredibly different. Um, I think Boston as a city was kind of a really cool hub for students. 
um, and even like younger professionals because of all the universities in quite literally in the city. And we have a similar situation happening in Chicago. So it's not that crazy different. I think what does play a lot into the difference is just the size of the, the cities in comparison to each other. Um, Chicago's like massive, right? Like we are a huge city. We're the third biggest economy in the U.S. Like it is huge. Um, so I think that feeling is going to be a little bit different. Um, I think there was a lot of great work happening in Boston. And I think that innovation in Boston is really exciting. Um, and very like in touch with the universities there that were happening. So I think just traditionally, when you think of Boston, people automatically think, Oh, like Harvard, MIT, there was just naturally a lot of like research thoughts going into that. Um, When I moved to Chicago, something that really surprised me about the city was the sense of community in it. Um, I did not realize there was like a festival a weekend here for you to attend because that's just not really what happens in Boston. Um, So I loved, loved that part of the city. Um, And then I also really liked, again, the experience of joining this ecosystem, of getting to know more people, of like breaking in, of like establishing myself here happen in a way that it wouldn't have in Boston because of the size of the city, the competitiveness, the grit that's happening over there. That is just different. It's not that it doesn't happen in Chicago. It's just different. They happen in different ways. Um, I don't know if I did a great job of answering your question, but in awfully preparing. There is support both places. Um, So I work, I talked a little bit about my work. We actually partner a lot with Mass Challenge. They're based in Boston. They're like a they're like a, an accelerator also like for startups. They work with a lot of founders. Um, I also, we also have a Latinas in Tech chapter in Boston that, that provide a lot of resources. So there is, I think, a, there's a community building there. Um, there is. I'm just not sure if it's as big as it is here. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say to not move to Boston and stay in Chicago because this is your first job and you should. You know, yes. take advantage of whatever you want to do. But I think you should consider also like looking at what's around Chicago, like what can Chicago offer for you and like what resources are available. Um, We have people that work at tech companies in this room, so you might want to like connect with them, you know, to if for whatever you want. (laughs) So, but um, what at the end of the day, like, you know, it's it it will be your decision and it's like where you want to take your career. Like, what do you want to do with your career? And I will say, I will add on that I think a lot of the work is in the communities that you seek for yourself, right? Like moving is always hard. Part of why moving is so hard is because you really have to put in some like intentional work behind the people you surround yourself with, like the places that you frequent, like the, you know, the spaces that you want to be in. Um, So I think there's plenty of room for you to create a Boston for yourself or a Chicago for yourself that you enjoy because of the like time that you've spent and the people that you've brought in. Um, But I'm really excited for you and your journey because that sounds amazing. Um, Yeah. Look at us giving good advice, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Take it with a grain of salt. Well, it is lunchtime, so we're going to let you all go get some food. But thank you again for being here. I appreciate all Thank you all. Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Chicago Techies Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Let's continue the conversation on social media. We are at Chicago Techies on all social media platforms. 
Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.